Hawk Talk is brought to you in part by the Monmouth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org slash Monmouth. Let's be healthy together. You're listening to Hawk Talk, the official podcast of Monmouth University Athletics. And here are your hosts, Greg Viscomi and Gary Kowal. Well, Gary, we had a little bit of a hiatus due to massive travel schedules between football and men's basketball starting up. But uh, we're back. I thought it was important to get, get one in before... Thanksgiving next week, and, and we've had a lot a lot of sports going on. A lot Lots of, going on in general. A lot of seasons ending, some seasons starting, one season about to end on Saturday. Um, but I thought it was important that we, we kind of get together. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm excited to be back on. I'm glad the intro has my name on it now. Yeah, that I had nice, that fixed. Refreshing. Um, glad to get the last guy's name off of there. I saw uh, the last guy last night. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see him a little bit. Last guy's birthday today. It is the last guy's birthday today. Um, no, you're right. A lot of things going on. Um, hoops in full swing. Uh, football wrapping up, hopefully on a high note on Saw on Saturday. Um, got some end of the season stuff we can get into, I think. Uh, wrap some seasons up from, from the fall. And uh, good things going on around around Monmouth Athletics right now. Yeah, I would say so. Um, a lot of travel. These last yeah, two weeks have been, been crazy. Yeah, it's... And I haven't even done it all. It's been ridiculous. I did some I've been of all it. over the place. A lot yeah. of miles in the car, a couple miles in the air. Yeah, and everything was pretty smooth as far as travel. Sure. You credit our, our staffs for uh, making sure everything was squared away, but but the travel was pretty smooth. I think uh, our guests probably can attest to some of that. But Oh, speaking of miles, <laughs> I, didn't even, I really didn't even try to do that. Um, we are joined today by Junior Forward. Miles Foster of the men's basketball program, and I and I wanted to get now we're in the in the winter, so I wanted to get a hoops hoops player on to talk about. I mean, we have a lot of things to talk about. Young team, but but crazy schedule. And Coach Rice is very candid about saying, you know, we do this a lot. Maybe maybe this was not the right year to put um put our guys through this. But I think um I want to get I really want to get Miles's take on all that. So welcome. What's going on? How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Doing well. Big game last night. Yeah. <laughs> we we dragged, you know, last night we, we had our home opener against Norfolk State, a two-time NCAA, back-to-back NCAA participant, winner of the MEAC. Yeah. Um, and then we drag you out here to do a podcast at 1030 <laughs> in the morning. Yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate it. It's not lost on me. Listen, I was tired yeah. and I did nothing. <laughs> I sat and, and did some work and drove home and everything. I did not play, you know, whatever, 33 minutes of a basketball game um, and coming off a crazy road stretch. So it's not lost on me. And I do appreciate you joining us. Glad to be here. Playing these high majors, we talk about all the time. Coach Rice is, is vocal about playing a hard schedule. And you did it your first – well, I guess your freshman year you didn't um, because we only played conference games. But last year, Pitt, Cincinnati won two of those games. Um, but this year you're kind of in a different role, right? Yeah. Take me through playing at, at a high major, playing at a Seton Hall of Virginia and Illinois. 
different mindset going into those games? Is it cool for you? Um, you know, just just take me through like your mindset heading into those games. So de- definitely, it's definitely exciting. You know, those Illinois, Virginia, those are schools. You know, as like young hoopsters, like everyone dreams of playing at. Uh, I guess the environment, I would just say, is probably one of the biggest things, you know, uh, compared to, I think, our stadium that holds, like, 4,000. You're looking at a stadium that's holding, like, 10,000-plus, maybe even more. Some leaving, like, 20,000. So it's definitely exciting. As far as mindset, you know, um, you just got to go and try and get lost in the game. I think you can't get too caught up in all, you know, the hype and stuff like that or else one alley-oop and then uh, all of a sudden you're down 20. So <laughs> you just got to play hard. I feel like just get lost in the game. That's one thing I noticed, especially last year in my role on the team, just – going in, playing hard as I can, and then you keep looking up, taking one possession at a time, and the next thing you know, the couple minutes left, now you're in the game, see what you could do to get the win. And I thought a couple things on those early games. Um, I thought you guys really came out against Seton Hall and Virginia, and, and there was no fear. And, and, and I, I don't – listen, I've been around this basketball program for a long time, and Coach Rice has no fear, so he's going to instill that – onto you guys that you don't have any kind of fear going up against these teams, but it's one thing to say it. It's one thing for you as a junior to be like, yeah, we played Cincinnati. We played Pitt. We've played these teams, but we're playing so many freshmen. Yeah. And I don't care what you say <laughs> and I don't care what, you know, and I'm not going to pick on Jack or Andrew or those guys, but they played a lot of minutes against these teams. Yeah. So walking out on the floor against uh, a Virginia at John Paul Jones and yeah. like, those dudes are big and they're fast and it's loud and they have a ton of students and they're into it. Um, is that intimidating? Like when you were a freshman, where did you guys? I can't remember two years ago. I can't remember yeah, two, they, two just COVID ago. year. They only played. Yeah, which oh, is why like I try, you know, COVID year. I try and you know kind of put myself in them sho- in their shoes because mm-hmm. you know my freshman year obviously was a little bit different. You know, we played Hofstra. Right. It was straight to Mac play, but. Uh, <laughs> You got to think someone empty building. Yeah, right. Empty with building. nobody in there. You got to think someone like Andrew Ball was like playing in Shawnee. You know, right. back in March, and now he's playing right. against number thirteen Illinois, right? In the sold out arena, so kind of just taking it with a grain of salt, uh, just teaching moments for them, trying uh, teach them the best of my ability, what I could do, and how uh, you know what Kr instills in me, how he was supposed to play, and you know, just take it from there. But definitely, as you can see, throughout each game, they get better and better, and I think you know, as we uh, as the season uh, you know continues to go out, you're gonna see like we're gonna become more together, and guys are gonna be playing more confidence, more high volume. So, um, those first two games, and I don't, you know, Illinois is a different animal. I think you guys are coming off a long, well, it's hot travel. Like, yeah. It's a lot. Everybody thinks it's like glorious. Yeah. Like, oh, you eat these great meals and you stay <laughs> in these nice hotels. And we do. Yeah, we eat great meals and stay in really nice hotels. But it's still like yeah, it's living out of a backpack, living out of a suitcase. Like, it's I, one of those things, too, where it's like, you know, yeah, you can play one high major and then, uh, Go back to you know playing CA, play Mac, play, and then continue your schedule. But then it's, it's another thing when you play number twelve Virginia, <laughs> number thirteen right. Illinois, right? Like full rosters with a bunch of fifth years. And so, ha- have you noticed that these guys have the younger guys kind of gotten down? You know, because they're not used to losing. Yeah. I mean, if you're playing at a Division One school, you are the best player on your team or one of the best two players on your team, or you're on really successful AAU teams and you're yeah. not used to losing. So it's yeah. hard to go out there and lose by 20 points or 30 points. How do you as an older guy kind of keep these guys heads up and be like, listen, these are, these are proving grounds right yeah. now. Like these are get your feet wet and then we're going to come back and, and we'll talk about last night's game in a little bit. But um, how do you keep their heads up and, and keep that it's, moving? It's by us just being together, you know, after every game, even at the hotel, 
we would go to uh, one of our own hotel rooms, just watch film together, just as a whole team, see what we could work on better, just talking, trying to uplift each other, be confident. Like, that's what it's going to take for us, you know, to get this done. You know, when when stuff doesn't go our way, that's when you're supposed to come more together. I feel like a lot of situations when stuff doesn't go people's way, they necessarily, you know, separate. And that just, it's like a snowball effect. It makes matters worse. I feel like in these times, rough times, you got to come more together. And that's how we're going to get the job done for real. Playing last year with, uh, you know, we talked about your freshman year was a little different. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we played empty gyms, and, and you and, and Miles Ruth played a lot as as true freshmen that year. Um, but last year, you're right. We, we come in, and you have Shavar, and you have Walker that, that enter. Um, and then you, you have George and Marcus, who are 50-year guys. We're an older team. So, you know, your role was still important, but you weren't you know, a main piece of, of a, you know, we don't want to start or anything like that. Yeah, definitely. What did you take from those guys? I mean, obviously, Siobhan Walker played at, at um, you know, higher levels, and, and George and Marcus had been through pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, including, a you know, an 0-12 start, going to the finals. And they had seen it all here. What did those guys teach you, especially maybe Walker at your position, um, as far as just the college basketball landscape? What did you take from those guys? Definitely, definitely you know, teaching that it's hard to win, like, stuff that goes into winning, being a successful program, especially when we're on that win streak too, like kind of the ins and outs of it, you know, coming to practice early, being at film, getting treatment, stuff like I never used to do like in high school and even my freshman year here, like all like the small details that goes into being successful. That's probably the biggest thing I'll take away, especially from Shavar and Walker coming from, you know, higher levels of basketball in North Carolina, senior hall, like kind of just like the X's and O's and, and all the other stuff that goes out to being successful, like how important it is and kind of stuff like I guess younger guys probably don't pay attention to or kind of take for granted how that's important. And ultimately that's what leads to winning. I would say that was probably the biggest thing that took from them. And that's a really good, I mean, I think people and coach Cal or coach Cal, excuse me, shot coach Rice said that last year, you know, I think a lot of people ask like, Oh wow. You have this really senior team with George and Marcus and a couple other guys. And now you're bringing in two guys from outside the program and being like, Hey, here you go. And, and and Coach Ray said the whole time, like, no, these guys came in and earned respect and earned uh earned a place on this team and, and we were super successful. I mean, we're five points away from going to the NCAA tournament to a yeah. team that won like, I don't know, four games or something stupid. Yeah. Um I never thought about forget about all the, the stuff on the court that those two guys brought, right? The fantastic plays. You know, there were a couple nights where Walker had crazy games. But the intangibles, the yeah. learning how to be a better basketball student athlete off the court. Like, yeah. I think there's a lot to say for that. Now, is that something that you've tried to instill on, like, the younger guys on on this super, you know, young and talented team? Definitely. I think me, Jack Holmstrom, uh, even, you know, uh, Tehran a little bit, just from an academic standpoint, you know, Jack and I got all academic last year in the MAC coming in this year. Uh, same thing, you know, just trying to work hard do stuff off the court too. Cause it's one of those things that you got to lead by example at first. And especially what I, what I can learn too is, you know, when you're talking to younger guys, you can't just, you know, just tell them, do this, do that, do that. Then just going to think, Oh, this guy's just nagging right. me. You got to sh- lead the way by example. All right. I'm, I, I got to go to all my classes. So that means you got to go to all your classes. <laughs> it can't be, Oh, miles is a junior skipping class. And right. He's yelling at the freshman. That looks crazy. So just doing all the outside stuff and then on the court stuff, you just have to be, you know, on it every single time. And they're going to, they're going to follow if you do that. As this summer started to take shape after last year, and, you know, obviously we, we graduated seven seniors in total, and, yeah. and you probably kind of knew that your role was going to increase, but, you know, we had some open scholarships, and yeah. we brought in, you know, you probably didn't 
nobody really knew what, what coach was going to do, and we ended up bringing up bringing in uh, you know a couple freshmen. So yeah. it swings to the fact that you and Clem and, and Miles and Jack Holmstrom are the most veteran guys, and as that started to take shape this summer, um, you know, what was your mindset as far as like, hey, wow, I'm I'm going to be the oldest guy, yeah. you know, outside of Jarvis, I'm going to be the oldest guy on this team. Yeah, you know, what do I need to do to get myself to to be that leader? Yeah. Well, initially, I would say probably around June or July, we were looking. I know Coach Rice mentioned he was looking at a couple, you know, possible uh, fifth year transfers from other schools. Um, whatever happened, happened. It, it didn't end up going through. So then I guess we knew we were going to go, you know, through the freshman route, the rebuild route versus the reload route in the college basketball era today. Um, as, as I started to kind of understand what was going on, I guess the biggest thing for me was just to, like, not only physically be in the best shape of my life, but just mentally, too. Um, Kudos to you all the fifth years last year playing 30 minutes is no joke night in night out. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think mentally was probably the biggest thing, you know, I, again, I have to lead by example, you know, I can't, you know, get in trouble doing shenanigans like that. Cause now as you know, it's me this year. So that's probably the biggest thing. And also understanding, you know, from a defensive standpoint, what other teams are going to try and do now, now that you're the focus of, you know, the offense on the other team. I felt like last year I was kind of like the, the fifth or sixth option. So I could just come in and kind of do whatever I wanted. But now everyone knows what you could do. Everyone has film in you now. So it's, it's definitely different just playing through all that and just mentally coming every single game, you know, to bring your best effort. That's the, probably, I'll say, the biggest thing I have to prepare myself for. And the thing you mentioned there that I, that I think I'd like to get into a little bit is is physically, right? Yeah. Um, you clearly have, have gotten in better shape and improved your body since you've been here. 28 minutes, 28 and a half minutes a game so far. Exactly. Yeah. What, take us through that process. I think people would be interested to know, how a college athlete goes from, you know, 18-year-old kid in high school to having a, you know, a college four-man's or a college center's frame and, and body. Um, is that a lot worth working with, with Mike, our strength coach? Or, um, great mustache. You know, what, great mustache. <laughs> Fantastic mustache. Um, what did you do in the offseason as far as that's concerned? Definitely, uh, definitely Mike is great um, in terms of, you know, uh, conditioning, uh, off-campus work. You know, anytime you 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 can reach out to him to get some extra work, like he'll be there for you, which is I appreciate. As far as you know, off season, uh, my guy DQ up in Massachusetts, probably one of the best facilities up there. Uh, I would go to him every single day. Uh, calisthenics, plyometrics, conditioning, you name it, they got it there. The, the state of the art uh, facility. He's really helped me a lot in terms of you know just my balance, uh, what I'm eating. So just all around, I think it's just, you know, again, just mentally, just me understanding, you know, like I want to, I love basketball. I want to be successful and win in basketball. This is what it takes to get there. So I have to do it. So it's just a mindset for real, but uh, definitely Mike, uh, my guy DQ, those are probably the two catalysts of like helping me get to where I need to be and where I'm still trying to get to. So two part question, kind of number one, what was the number one basketball thing that you kind of you worked on coming into the season. What was the one thing you're like, I, I, I'm going to get better at post moves, defense, whatever it is. What, what did you really want to work on? Uh, definitely uh, just being in shape, um, defense. I think I've definitely gotten a lot better too. Uh, I know it probably didn't show up last night, but I've been shooting a lot of free throws, <laughs> a lot of shooting. I felt bad for yeah, you, I've been getting a lot for of, the record. I've been getting a lot of shots up. Uh, just continue to improve on that. Um, it's going to come to fruition. I just got to keep working on it. Um, th- those are probably the top three things I would say. My defense, um, just how physically in shape I am, and shooting. Those are probably the main three things I worked on. And my right hand. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. true. It seems like um, you had been obviously on fire the first three games. It seemed like Norfolk State last night really was like 
dead set on not allowing Miles Foster to beat them. Yeah. Like collapsing on you constantly. Make someone like, else do it. Taking you away. And like we, we almost did it. Yeah. Right. Like it, it forced some of these young guys to step up. Um what do you do when, when, I mean, it's a, I guess a flattering thing to be like, Hey, you know, they know that I'm, I'm, I'm this guy, I'm him as the kids say. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, what did you do last night to kind of be like, okay, I got to be productive in other ways. Like I'm not going to be able to drop 20 on this team because yeah. they're just double teaming me and, and, and harassing me. Just like fill up the stat sheet and other types of ways, rebounding as much as I can. If they're double teaming, that means someone's open, passing it out to double team, uh, trying to get stops on defense, just any, any way to win. For real, that's probably you know the best answer I could really give you. Honestly, if I if I'm not getting it done, someone else has got to get it done. It's a team effort, you know. It's kind of like that next man up mentality. So it's funny you say that, and 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 yeah, they were all over you, but you still had 11 rebounds, which yeah is they never done that before this year. So like still contributed to what we were doing in other ways. Yeah, um, you know, as far as grabbing rebounds and and you know, I think you had four assists. Yeah, um, which just helping out in other ways. Yeah. Um, coming into this season, I know um, we've talked about it ad nauseum, right? The freshmen um, were young. How much did you work with the guys that had been here? Jack Holmstrom, Miles Ruth, um, Teron, Clem. Um, how much Charles. was it to get with those guys and be like, hey, well, we got to be this next group here to, to lead us into the CAA? I think it was around April last year. You know, I felt like one of the biggest things that we kind of didn't really have last year, like people knew, all right, we're old. You know, we're, we've got a veteran squad. Uh, we're trying to win. But we didn't really have like an identity, I feel like, as a team. So I think we, we all came together. We're like, what is our identity going to be? Because we have a chance to create our own identity now. Like we're all going to be here for the next two to three years. Like what's our identity as a team? And you're going back and forth. People were saying this, people were saying that. And, you know, Coach Rice is like, you know, we're just the young, wild ones. We're a young team. We're going to go out there, give it everything we got, and, you know, play hard. We're just going to see it from there. I feel like that's kind of our identity right now. We don't have a, a clear-cut identity. It'll come It'll come as the season goes out. But I think right now we're just going to play hard and just try and play hard, out-tough people. That's, that's, that's our model. That's our game right now. Who's uh, who's maybe the one of the young guys or guys who haven't played that surprised you the most so far? I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. And it doesn't mean that anything against anybody else, but I'm just wondering. I mean, there's a lot of young talent, and every it seems like every game somebody else is kind of stepping up, but you've seen these guys more than anybody else yeah. played with these guys. So who's one guy that you're like, if you're a Mammoth fan, you should be excited that this dude's on your team? I would say Andrew, probably Andrew Ball. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for him is just, you know, continue to play hard and kind of he's got to get some edge to him a little bit. I think as far it's as too the, nice. yeah, he's a, he's a really nice kid. <laughs> as far as the upside though, like it's ridiculous. He's like six eight, six nine. Can shoot it. Had a block last night. Yeah, yeah. I, he could switch position wise. I think he has like a lot of defensive uh, potential. Um, could, uh, like I said, could shoot it. Athletic. Um, Coach Rice put him at the one a little bit yesterday at six eight. <laughs> I think he like as, as he continues, he's gonna he's a, he's a stud for real. I think if he did an extra year, he he might not even be here right now. Right uh, for high school, but I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. He just got to get that that extra, you know, grit to him a little bit, and he's gonna he's gonna pop. It seems like he's still learning to play college yeah, ball, one hundred percent. Which is which is fair. It's, it's, it's going to be his fifth game on Monday. So <laughs> when you, when you, when you put and it the first there. three were against Seton Hall. Yeah. yeah. So Seton Hall in Illinois and Virginia. I uh, shift course here a little bit, and and um, 
bring my other my, my communications role into this a little bit. Uh, first two years, you wear number zero. Yeah. And then this summer, I get a note from Coach Callahan. <laughs> says, uh, hey, Miles is going to uh, be switching to, to number five. Which uh, we always love. Yeah. <laughs> Take all of those photos now, that we used to have and throw them in the garbage. Exactly. <laughs> now, I, I know the, the last, video, the last two years, George was, was in five. Yeah. Um, why is there significance to five? Um, did you want to do that just to mess with me? What, what uh, <laughs> yes, what was what, behind was behind the number switch? So all throughout high school, middle school, I wore number five. That that's just always been my number. MF five. Ask anyone that I went to Brooks with that was, that was my number. Um, so kind of when when I came here my freshman year, and I, I knew five was going to be taken. I was like, ah, dang it. But my best friend, um, Olola Deton wore zero at Brooks, and uh. He's been doing this thing at Wesley, and so I was like, you know, I'm just gonna wear zero. Shout out Olu, you know, for him for the next two years. And then when the t- opportunity came, I was like, all right, I'll switch back to five. But that that's just always my number. As far as significant, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Was, I just always had it since you know, Pee Wee basketball league. I was five or fifty five, and back and forth, five, fifty five, five. So fifty five is probably the only one that fits you at, at that time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so five. Are we riding five out for the rest of the time? You're, oh you're yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. So there you go, Gary. You'll be yeah, able. Yeah. To. I get everybody gets one. You get one. <laughs> you get yeah, one I'm a firm believer of that. Here. Like it's funny though, because right when I switched, Coach Ricky's like, "All right, don't tell anyone you switched," and then everyone was trying to switch, <laughs> and he started to get upset. He's like, "See, I told you this is why we don't switch." But I, I feel like you you sh- you should be allowed one. I'm very particular about that kind of thing, right? Like yeah. I couldn't. I could never play in thirteen. I would just drive me nuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like when you come into a team, there's, right, you don't might not have a choice. older dude, right? Like right. that. So I work with football mainly, and yeah. or a lot, and they come in. You get whatever number you get. Yeah. Some of those numbers are not great. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, you're getting like thirty nine. I don't even know who thirty nine is. Oh, Jordan Gray, but you're getting a number that not everybody that you might not like, and then yeah. it's like okay. I'll wait my term until I can my time until I can get in. So I I, I appreciate yeah. the one switch, yeah. the and double switch. I can't get funny behind too because you can only wear zero through five. Yeah, so. right. There's only fifty five numbers, and, and I, it's not even. It's half of that. Oh yeah, it isn't. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah there's. Yeah, you, you can't, can't wear six. There's no twenty seven. No. Yeah. And it, can we talk about how what a ridiculous reason that is? It's it's so the referee can't crazy. signal with his hands. It's crazy. What is this? <laughs> they wear headsets half of them like radio to somebody. What do it's they like, do for the NBA for that? Uh, they figure it out. Yeah, yeah they've managed to figure it out. Six. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I ne- dude, yeah. I've never thought about that until I, just now. Oh yeah, it's like I'm sitting here thinking, more, oh yeah, you get one through fifty five, but you don't. You get one, one of the through more five. Ridiculous rules that nobody talks about in college athletics. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. Like, what if you come in and you love number seventeen? No, you can't wear it. Wrong. Yeah, they got to figure that out. That's a bad job. I'm surprised they haven't yet. I mean, they let football start wearing zero. That was never a thing. Really? That was ne- We don't allow it here. I think you can wear double zero in, in basketball. I think you can wear either one. Can you have a zero and a double zero on your team? I've never seen that. How do they signal zero? Fist? A double zero in basketball? Well, can you have a zero and a double zero? I've never seen a double zero. I've never seen a double zero, but I don't know that it's like illegal. We've had a lot of zeros, including Miles, Miles last year. So. Josh James, wasn't he zero Josh at one James point? was zero. Ray Salne was zero. Yeah. <laughs> it's a strange number. Yeah. <laughs> strange number to me. Well, anyway, that's enough about basketball numbers, but that's good. That's a good little insight on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was 
And uh, so you got five. Did anybody else come to you and be like, yo, man, I wanted five? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I think Jack Holmstrom, kind of like me, was 14 in high school. Clem was 35 in high school. And Miles has always been 24. Clem switched last year. Clem, yeah, Clem went from 30 switched, to 35. Yeah, he went from 30 to 35, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which made no sense to me because nobody was wearing 35 prior to that. No, he won yeah. 30. <laughs> Clem, oh, yeah. So Clem's very interesting. <laughs> Clem was tearing it up yesterday. Yeah, nine rebounds, career high. Yeah. He was like a man on fire. Yeah. I think me and Clem are like really good together on the boards. Like, yeah. I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah. I think he's re- thick. Yeah. I think, <laughs> right? Like, he's thick. Like, yeah, he's, he's a, a thick big dude. kid. Yeah. yeah. From a rebounding standpoint, I think we, we have a lot of guys that have rebounding potential, especially a- Andrew. Uh, we continue to work with Amon. He's going to become a really good rebounder. Mm. Obviously, me, Clem. I think Teron and Jack Collins will go hard to the boards. And even Miles is scrappy, sometimes gets in there. So, as a team, I think we're going to be really good rebounding this It's year. all effort, right? Yeah, we yeah, had rebounded rebound. last night. Yeah. And I was surprised because they were – I felt like they were longer than us. Yeah, the like, kid uh, uh, Bankston is really, really athletic. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of reminds me of like a, a Clippers DeAndre Jordan a little bit. Mm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Just like the way he plays, rim runs. Yeah, they were good. Yeah. They were good last night, but we gave him everything he can handle. Yeah. And it was, you know, there were only just under 2,000 people there, um, which is similar numbers to our home opener last year. And I think, you know, people are still kind of getting back to going to indoor games and everything. But it was loud in there at some yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, towards we, the end, yeah. We banged a couple threes. Yeah. Hey, Andrew Ball caught the lob. Yeah, that was Yeah, nice. everybody. I mean, everybody loves. Yeah. It's the best. An alley-oop. Yeah. <laughs> a good it, alley-oop. Everybody loves a good alley-oop. People who don't know anything about basketball are like, whoa. They're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. That dude caught it in midair and then slammed it. First of all, can we talk about can we talk to our, about our guy Amon's left-handed I was jam? that, yeah. I, I was like, whoa. I was glad. I, I was re-watching the game after, just like, you know, seeing what I could have did better. And I noticed the commentator noticed the pseudo cut that I did for him to get it. Because I was like, oh, he's yeah, driving. Yeah, you sealed the guy. Yeah, yeah I was like, oh, he's driving. Oh, oh, he's driving. Oh, he's driving. <laughs> Just cleared was, the room. I didn't see that, but that was awesome. Yeah, I thought he was going to watch it back. Yeah, Bizazz, Steve Bazaz pointed out on yeah. TV that Miles kind of sealed. Kind of like a screen. Right, right. And I just, like, yeah. just held the guy off like this. Like nothing illegal. You just kind of like rode with him. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then Amon just had a clear path. Yeah, to the I thought he was going to lay it up, but he just dunked it. It's funny. It's <laughs> kind of funny. When, one. There's yeah, no layups. It's kind of funny when he dunks though, because he just barely jumps. <laughs> but it's but like, he is seven one. I but mean, he just pulls the whole rim down. It's like Damn. I was sitting next to our athletic director Jeff Stapleton. I said, "You better have somebody go over and check that basket <laughs> because Amon just destroyed that thing." And he yeah. was laughing like a, like a Nerf hoop. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah, like like I, I've dunked on my kid in, in back of his door like six times like that. Um, but that was awesome. That was a fun play. Uh, talk about Amon a little bit. Like he's a great mystery. Yeah, uh, comes over from NBA India. Like obviously, I think where was he? he was in the states for a little bit. He played one year in, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how raw? Like we hear Coach Rick Callahan and Coach Rice talk about. Like how raw of a basketball player yeah. is he? I I don't even think he's that raw. I think offensively he's very sound. I think it's just the principles of the game and how fast the game is going where he has to just catch up to. I think he's pretty polished in the post, okay. which is rare for someone his size and especially being a freshman big man, you know, they're usually a little bit more raw. I think the biggest thing for him is kind of like, like we said, like the intangibles, uh, the, the little attention to detail when it comes to defense. And those are all things like as the season goes over, he's going to continue to get better at. Even last night I seen it, you know, him having active hands getting steals. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, as the game continues, he'll continue to get better. It's just – we all assume that he should just be ready now because he's so big. 
Right. And I, sometimes I forget that he's still a freshman, but then, you know, you hear him talking like yeah, he's a freshman. He's just, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things, obviously, by force of habit, just by how tall and how big his presence is, you just assume he's like, oh, he's a fifth year. Like, no, like he's, he's a freshman. He was in high school last year. So true just, freshman. Yeah. Just being easy with him, taking time with him and trying to, you know, just uplift him, and encourage him because it is hard. Especially for all the freshmen trying to keep their confidence high, you know, when they make mistakes and stuff like that. Like, I think as a junior, as an older guy that's been here, that's something I would, you know, I would love to have just someone always keep going, keep pushing, go harder. You got more, you know, you got this. So that, that that's definitely for him. I think he's going to be really, really good. He just has to continue to work hard. Nice. Uh, last question about the high major stuff. What, what's the best... What's the best high major place you've played in so far that you like love the most? Like you got off the phone afterwards and it was like, yo, that was, or got on the phone afterwards and was like, yo, that was crazy. Because um, you guys, you played five and six and two years, six yeah. and two years, and we're about to play Syracuse. And yeah, I would probably say, I don't know. I feel like all right. So I have two. It's a two part answer for this because I feel like last year we did play three high majors, but. We didn't play any AP high majors. I feel like there's a, there's a clear-cut difference between playing, you know, a high major team and then a team that's in the top 25. Gotcha. Uh, I think last year, you know, I think Cincinnati was fun. It was a fun environment. I think wasn't Joe Burrow was there. At the Cincinnati game? Yeah, he was there. I had no idea. He was courtside. They had, like, a whole thing. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> that's awesome. I felt like it was a good game. Uh, but this year, I'll probably, it has to be Illinois, hands down. Oh, my gosh. The student section was was relentless. Crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Like they didn't stop the entire game. They didn't stop game. the entire game. They didn't care. <laughs> they were I telling mean, poor Miles Ruth, I felt bad for yeah, him. Yeah, anytime Miles Ruth touched the ball, hey ball. Like, <laughs> if you missed two back to back free throws, everyone got free chicken nuggets. So they're just going nuts. Yeah. They were yeah, like, we well, want Thron got yeah. them six piece. <laughs> Thron got the whole gym chicken nuggets. <laughs> and they were going crazy. I, it, it was it was yeah. Illinois. They had fire. Yeah, so, Gary said he thought they were going to melt the yeah, court. It was yeah. hot. It, it was, was hot. hot. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like the Miami Heat games when they yeah, announced yeah, the fire yeah. comes out. They had fire. I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And mind you, it's a Monday. It's snowing outside. <laughs> and the was, student section is snowing. packed. I'm like, wow, yeah. this is crazy. Well, right. if, you, if you look around Champaign, and this is not a slight on Champaign, Illinois, but that's the number one ticket in town. Like, that's their entire yeah. City is there's focused on else to do. Illinois athletics, yeah. and Illinois basketball, and Illinois football. Like, yeah, there's nothing else out yeah, there. We <laughs> we pulled in there on Saturday. They had just lost a critical Big Ten football game. Yeah, it kind of kept them out of uh, kept them out of the Big, Big, Ten, Big West. Ten West. Yeah, uh, the game was over. But when we our bus pulled into town, the game had probably been over for two two and a half hours. There was probably over a hundred two hundred tailgaters still out. Like, <laughs> not just like you and your buddy with like a grill, like. RVs, <laughs> tents, yeah. vans, yeah, and all crazy. kinds of things. Yeah, they just had fire pits out. It was 22 degrees. Yeah, it was crazy. They were still, you know, having drinks, cooking food. I was like, they, these people are just all in on the Illini. Yeah. That's wild. Um, what made you come to Monmouth? We, we kind of ask everybody the first time we have them on, on the podcast this question. Uh, what made you come to Monmouth? Uh, well, definitely I'll say, you know, my junior year, Going into my junior year, the, the summer, going into my junior year, I didn't really know. I wasn't really sure whether I was going to play college sports or not. Uh, I didn't really have any looks. I thought I knew I was like good enough to play somewhere, but I didn't know Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. I didn't know. And then kind of my senior year, summer is kind of when I really my summer going to my senior year is when I really start to you know I was like okay I might have a chance to do this. Started getting a lot of looks from different schools. I would say what separated Monmouth from everyone else is you know with college sports and especially college recruiting staff and coaching staff they kind of. A lot of other schools kind of gave me a timetable on, like, 
oh, you have to commit by this or else we're going to go this direction or you have to do this, you have to do that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like you're giving me ultimatums already. I'm not even there. <laughs> you're not even on the and campus I think that's yet. like a big thing. And I couldn't be less involved in recruiting outside yeah. of when people come on campus. But And Coach Royce talked about that, right? That's a thing that a lot of schools do. Like, yeah. the pressure. oh, if you don't commit by the 15th, we're going to go somewhere else. Yeah. And Coach Rice is kind of like, uh, if you want to be here. like Yeah, you'll be here. You know, we want you to be here. But Yeah, his he, thing is that he wants – Kids who want to be here. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like w- separate with Coach Rice, too, like he gave me the scholarship and it was like unconditional. Like I gave you a scholarship. Like if you want it, it's yours. And I was like, you know what? That's real. And just to start off from there, from like a, a pure standpoint, when you talk about building relationships with people, like that's all someone could ask for, you know? So I think that's definitely why I def- chose to come here because it was just unconditional. It's like I gave you a scholarship. There's no timetable on it. Take your time. Talk with your family. If you want to come here, you'll be here. Versus, you know, some of the other options. So that's probably why I decided to come here. Uh, that was probably the main thing I would say. And then obviously, you know, just the campus being beautiful. Uh, I'm not too far from home, but I'm still kind of far from home. Right. So. It's the right distance. Yeah. So it's kind of like the just the perfect situation for me, I think, right now. So, yeah. Uh, I forgot what I was just about to ask. <laughs> totally blew my mind. I had a whole I had a question all geared up. I was going to uh, dip into a little Brooklyn with you. Yeah. Uh, you and Teron, both, both from Brooklyn. Yep. Uh, this year, we did our media day. Um, Teron asked me or forced me to take some pictures of him in a uh, Brooklyn Nets Ben Simmons shirt. Uh, so I'm curious what your thoughts are. Are you, are you a Nets guy um, or is Teron just crazy? I think Teron is crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, I can't believe he went out and bought a Brooklyn Nets Ben Simmons. Oh well, jersey. and it's not even like a jersey, like with the name on the back. It's like it's just a it's like Ben Simmons's face on the front. Face, yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, Toronto's Ter- always been a Ben Simmons fan since like he was on the Seven Sixers. Uh, as far as the, NBA, I don't even really follow the NBA for real, and uh, the Nets organization is in shambles right now. If I'm being <laughs> honest, but that's that's another conversation. They weren't in Brooklyn when you were growing up, so yeah, they were right. in Jersey. They yeah, were yeah, Jersey yeah. Nets. Um, I, I really like. The Grizzlies, I would say. This is not my, I wouldn't say they're my team, but just I feel like they're just young. They're energetic. Uh, I like the way they decide they play, the way they play. So that's probably a team I look at, I, I watch a lot. So you don't ride with Tehran on the Nets? No. Tehran doesn't even ride with the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> he just likes Ben Simmons. kind of looks like Ben Simmons. Yeah. It's wild to me. I don't think I've ever met anybody who liked Ben. Maybe because I'm a Sixers fan and, and like I know a lot of people who root for the Sixers. But I don't yeah. think I've ever met anybody who's a yeah. Sixers fan. The Sixers don't or, even look, Yeah, Or a Ben Simmons fan. Yeah. He, he just, I think he just likes it because he kind of looks like him a little bit. <laughs> he like manifests himself. Yeah, there you go right there. He, he manifests himself into Ben Simmons. <laughs> I mean, it does look a little bit like Ben Simmons. I think it's just really random. Like, why do that for a media day? It's you got to put that picture up now. Yeah, I yeah, know. Maybe we'll put. Well, I don't want to put up a picture when we promote the podcast of, yeah. of uh, on Miles of. Maybe Toronto, you could like comment it under. Yeah, hopefully, Twitter will still be around then. <laughs> yeah, I'm nervous. Last <laughs> night, I got a little nervous. I mean, they're it's talking. They're locking the doors on people. They'll figure it out. <laughs> or something else will come along. Oh, yeah. God. Oh gosh. I can't lose Twitter. I love Twitter. It's I do my, love Twitter. my favorite. I'm not. I'm too old for Instagram, the Facebook. I'm too young for. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Goldilocks. Twitter's, like Twitter's a good medium. It's good. It's funny. Yeah, Twitter is get some funny. information out there. People are funny as heck on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I think uh, TikTok is hilarious. We're gonna have to go on the TikTok world. Yeah, That's TikTok. our next step. Here. TikTok. So, it's too old for TikTok. TikTok is very funny. I like, love TikTok. It's almost TikTok's as funny hilarious. as Twitter. TikTok is hilarious. Some of the videos they do that good, huh? It's great work. Oh, I'm scared to jump in. Some on people that. are saying they don't understand how it's free. How funny it is. 
Well, those people are getting some of them. I mean, we know we've had student athletes on here who've gotten. Oh yeah, make yeah, businesses I know, yeah. out, of, out of TikTok. Crazy, yeah. Is that your favorite? So, what is your favorite social media medium? I like Instagram a lot. Okay. I think I'm on Instagram a lot. I like TikTok as more as a consumer. You know, I just watch all the content. It's funny for me. What is? Let, let's plug your social. Yeah. Give us what's your Instagram social? Uh, my Instagram is Miles SB, Miles with a Y, M Y L E S SB. There you go. Get yeah. get my man followers up so we can get him <laughs> some nil stuff. <laughs> get his followers up. Yeah, hundred percent. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna transition now. We usually ask just some fun stuff. I mean, we've asked only fun stuff, but yeah. ask just some fun off the off the basketball court type of stuff. Yep. Um, oh, actually, I did have one. I remember what my question was now. What was it like? Um, at, so I was who, who was I talking about? I was talking with somebody yesterday, and we were talking about like the progression of big men at Monmouth have always gotten better and better as the years go on. They get better and better and better and better, and that's going back to like Diego and uh, Chris Brady and and, yeah. and those guys. I'm sure you've heard about them, or you yeah you missed most miss them, but. Um, even a guy like like Walker came and got better, yeah, uh, that and, and that's a huge props it's to our coach. Been like that for right, Zach Tillman, Stoff. Yeah, it's guys that like when they're freshmen, you're like, yeah, he could be okay, and then by the time they leave here, you're like, oh, they're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Coach Reed had anything to do with it, but yeah. but for a, a a young guy, what was it like having a guy like Jr. Reed on the staff for your first two years? Just an, an NBA fifth overall pick in the NBA, yep. played for like 15 years. Yeah. He's funny. <laughs> He's got a great sense of humor, yeah. but there's a lot of knowledge there. Like, what was that like? Uh, just from like you know, kind of just kind of be a sponge. Just take all the information that he gives you, um, and not even as far as his work at just working out with him, but just even listening to what he has to say and like certain stuff, certain situations he's been through and his experiences, kind of just applying that to myself. Uh, has, has helped me a long way. And even now, he, I still keep in touch with him. He watches all the games, tells me what he sees out there, what I could do better, what I could work on. Uh, you know, that that I would say that's probably the biggest thing with him. You know, Jr. Obviously, you know he's hilarious. He's always gonna have a <laughs> he's always got something funny. A comedic say. relief to everything. But uh, <laughs> no, definitely uh, Jr. definitely been a big help. I would probably say even Micah last year, as far as you know, basketball workouts and stuff. He's really really good as a trainer. I think in uh, player development, helping the bigs, the guards, everyone. Uh, he's a, he's a really good trainer. I would say he helped my development a lot too. Just giving me moves in the post. And it's funny, too, because he's a guard. So people right. think, you know, all right. You don't know anything about the I mean, post. He doesn't know anything about post or forwards work. But, like, you know, you look at some of the people he's trained, uh, even down in Texas now, uh, he's definitely helped me a lot, you know, in terms of working and my skill development and footwork and stuff like that. So I felt like that was a really natural fit for Micah, being yeah. a, a coach or not a coach, but right. a skills trainer, player development, like you said. Yeah. Like, I, 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 it was nice to see something that I think he could be really successful at. Yeah. You know, after obviously now that ball's over for him. Yeah. No, I think he could be really good at it. Um, he was a good player. He saw the court really well and he was smart. And it just makes a lot of sense that, yeah, that that would all kind of come together. But we get into some fun stuff here. Yeah. Well, so my number one, and this is good enough. This is a good timely one. Big Thanksgiving guy? Yes, 100%. Yeah. What is your ideal? Take me through your ideal Thanksgiving meal. Put it together for me. Okay. So, um, Definitely turkey, of course. Thank you. Um, American. My family's Caribbean, so we have like a lot of oxtails. Okay. I'll have oxtails on the side. Uh, macaroni. Um, candy yams. Mm. Uh, either string beans or collard greens. I'm, I'm big on that. 
Uh, maybe a little bit of rice, not a lot, because I already have you know the macaroni on the plate. And then probably just a big fat slice of ham. Uh, uh, that's probably like my plate. I love good. I'm that's, so in on the ham. Yeah. I, I, so our running backs coach Sam Dorsett has been trying to get me some oxtail. Yeah, he's got the place over here. I know. Yeah. I gotta just man up and do it. It's so good. <laughs> I gotta try. He's like, you you gotta come. You gotta, I guess there's a place down in Long Branch that he says is, is the best. What, which one um, is it? I don't know. Because me, because Jarvis Toronto, and I know all the Caribbean spots. Around, <laughs> around I'm gonna ask him. I'll ask him which I know, which joint I know it is. Each spot. I know every spot. He said he's got Probably a spot Norris. in it. I think it is Norris. Norris is, yeah. I think it is. He said, because I said, listen, man, I was like, I'm all in on like some Caribbean jerk chicken. Like yeah. I'm in. Give me some good rice. Yeah. And he was like, no, you, if we go, you got to get, get oxtail. oxtail. I was like, I'll, I'll, dude, I'll try anything. Like I'm, I'm a grown up. I'll try anything, but it's, I'm going to figure it out. So that's awesome. So that's a great Thanksgiving. That's a Thanksgiving with some traditional American stuff, but some, you know, Caribbean stuff with the yeah. rice and the, and the oxtail. I love that. So yeah. that, that's great. I'm a. I think I broke this one out uh, earlier when we had somebody from New York, but it's a it's a personal question for me. I like to get the answer to. Uh, you've lived in New York. You've lived in New Jersey. Who has better pizza? Who has the better bagels? That I feel like that's a hard question for me because like I I did grow up in New York, but I also was away for like six years. I went to prep school up in Massachusetts, so <laughs> I, I would say. As far as pizzas go, I'm gonna stick stick with New York, just because I'm from there, and that's what probably it's nostalgic for me. You know, as I yeah, grew up, you'll never find a New Yorker who says that yeah. New Jersey is better. Pizza. I'm gonna say bagels too. Yeah, even like, <laughs> now that I'm even thinking about it, I don't even think it's close. You know, there's a whole like there's a whole meme about New York bagels, bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have pork roll though. We do have pork roll. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stick with New York on this one. Yeah, you, I mean, you were never getting. <laughs> I know. I was trying to maybe get it out of him. You were never getting a New maybe York like guy to say trip to Scalas. Oh yeah. Listen, every everybody loves Scalas. Yes. And they're sponsors, so we can say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. So, so here here's a question: When's the appropriate time to start to celebrate Christmas? Is it like from a, are we a corporation or is this just me and my No, family? you and your family. So my daughter got in the car this morning. I had to drive her into school because she was a little late. And she goes right to the serious, like, Christmas. And, and I love Christmas. And I was like, yo, too early. It's November 18th. Yeah. I would say probably after Thanksgiving is over. Like, oh. the day after Thanksgiving. I told her the day after Thanksgiving, it's on. We'll play Christmas happened. music I for a month November 1st. November first. Gary like, loves Christmas. I, I, I love feel Christmas. like that's too early. For, obviously, if I'm like Macy's or someone like, yeah, oh yeah, 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 right when Black Friday hits, like <laughs> yeah. it's Christmas season. Yeah, but yeah, Halloween over, get the Christmas See, stuff. For up, me, if you're there. the holiday season goes from November first through the New Year. That's just the whole holiday season in one. You throw Thanksgiving in there. Christmas, Hanukkah, you got New Year's. I feel like just I'm, roll it all right into one, and you just play Christmas music. <laughs> but I feel like I'm I'm jipping out Thanksgiving if I'm just getting right no, into Christmas because Thanksgiving is a part of Christmas, <laughs> part of wild. the holiday season. That's uh, wild. You got to have your tree up by Thanksgiving. No, for sure. Wrong. For sure. You have yeah. your tree up right now. Of course I do. You you do love funny, Christmas. My, my mom's talking to me. My mom doesn't get the Thanksgiving. I mean Thanksgiving, the Christmas tree till like a week before. Sometimes like days before yeah. Christmas, I'm like, that's late. Yeah. My mother is going out of town. We're going out of town for Christmas this year, and she told me yesterday she was like, "I don't even know if I'm gonna put my tree up this year because yeah. we're not gonna be here." I said, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, I'll come over and take you." Take care <laughs> Gary will come put the tree. I always up. want I to go on vacation for Christmas too, but 
That's my mom. My family always talked about that, but it's kind of hard, obviously, now because I'm in season during that. Time. <laughs> yeah, we got a couple, yeah, we got yeah, a couple days this year. Yeah. Yeah. The 23rd to the 27th. <laughs> Here's a three day vacation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like I feel like going away for Christmas would be awesome, but in a lot of ways, like I love having like my family around, like my yeah. extended family around. Yeah. So that would bum me out if we were like, yeah, we're 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 going to wherever. Yeah. For Christmas, so. I feel like maybe when my kids get a little bit older and maybe we'll try it then. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I love waking up and like Christmas tree. And yeah. Like it's the best. Open and pre- like yeah, have my kids open presents. Yeah. Like, and they're a little bit older now. So it's not even like it was when they were kids, but like it's still cool. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it'd be tough to go away. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I'm all over the place, but it's the same concept. <laughs> it is the same concept. Miles um, Foster's favorite movie is. The other guys. Interesting. Yeah. Mark okay. Wal- Mark Wahlberg, Mark Will Ferrell. <laughs> it's, it's, a good, it's a good movie. I'll say Rush Hour is a close. The Rush Hour Rush series Hour. is a close I do like second. Rush Hour. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. I feel like Rush Hour is one of those movies where I don't know if you can make it now. Oh, yeah, yeah, possibly. Like, yeah, 100%. Like, like it would be canceled Chris before Tucker, it ever yeah. came out. Like a Chris lot of Tucker. movies back then, yeah. I was watching like some of the, some of the older stuff. I think I was watching Ocean 12s last night. <laughs> Great yeah. movie. Yeah. It's good movies. All the oceans. Rush yeah. Hour. That's Rush Hour is really too. funny. I'll put that as a third. I'm trying well, to think of how yeah. old my, my son could be before I could show him Rush Hour. No. Yeah. My yeah. dad was showing me all those movies when I was like seven or eight. <laughs> yeah, you turned out good. Yeah. <laughs> Great student, Division yeah. One athlete. Yeah. My dad's a comedian, so all those movies he, he, used to show, he used to show me at a very, very young age. Fair enough. Then yeah. I could definitely, my son's yeah. 12. I could definitely get him oh, on yeah, Rush Hour. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was already in. I was already <laughs> into all of that by 12. All right, last question. We'll get you out of here because I'm sure you have class and relax and get ready for Colgate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, what's uh, what what song do you, are you listening to right before you hit the court right now in your in your earphones? Um, I'm kind of an underground. Like I like I love hip hop and rap music. Um, this is guy. He's in, he's from Philly. His name is OT Seven Kwani. His his stuff gets nobody's no listening to this ever, podcast yeah, has no, ever heard yeah, of this. No but that's good. I like that. But uh. No one's ever heard of, but our whole team loves him. We all listen to him before the game. Did you intro him? Did you introduce him to the team or did somebody yeah, else? What actually was me? It was Jakari Spence okay. actually, because he's a uh, obviously from Thomas River, South Jersey kind of Philly area. He started listening to him during the summer. I'm like, yo, like who's that? Like that's hard. And then I just kept started listening to it. And then everyone just started listening to it. And now that's just that's our favorite rapper on the team right now. Well, that'd be awesome if yeah. that dude like makes it because you're in on the ground floor. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually how it goes, yeah. That, that's pretty cool. We're giving him free promotion right now. <laughs> He's getting free promotion right now. <laughs> Listen, not. I want to give Miles Foster free promotion right now. <laughs> Follow him. Great student. He is going to lead this team to some wins. Stick with these guys. Yep. It, uh, ridiculous schedule with a young team. They're fun to watch. If you weren't here last night, go back and watch some of the highlights on Twitter, as long as it's still around. Uh and it's going to be a fun team. I mean, I'm I'm not going up to Colgate, but I will be at many most of our games, and um, we 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 love to just have you guys out there working hard. We appreciate it. Coach Rice's teams always represent the the university in the best light, and um, that's a big credit to you guys. Yes, sir. So I appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you coming on, taking some time. No doubt. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. We'll be back in a few.
awesome having Miles Foster on our uh, on the podcast today. He was great. Just awesome. An awesome kid. Um, we talked a little bit about the weather in, in, in Illinois. Um, weather is cooling down in New Jersey. I think, Greg, yesterday yeah. you noted to me that it was pretty cold out. Yeah. Well, I spent an hour and a half out at football practice with a jacket that didn't fit. And um, I was cold. <laughs> well, a good time for you to call Edison Heating and Cooling. They provide full HVAC services to businesses and residents in Central Jersey. Visit EdisonHVAC.com to schedule your repair or installation today. Give them a call and uh, take care of your heating and cooling needs. And if you go to our Twitter account, we uh, we put some promotion up for Edison HVAC, and there's some rebates and stuff in New Jersey. So if you got some kind of old clinker piece of junk that you're trying to heat your house with, stop being cheap and get a whole new system because being you could always, if you're hot, you could always take more clothes off. But if you're cold, you got you can't. Well, I guess you could put more clothes on. That backfire yeah. on me. Yeah, it was the wrong way. But. Yeah. Anyway, bottom line is get your stuff fixed. Edison Heating and Cooling, great Hawk sponsor, um, supporting our student athletes, and and I know all of you out there support our student athletes. So if you need, if you need them, give them a call. Gary just gave you the digits. Coach Bogus team, Greg, two and two. Mm-hmm. Got almost win. beat Got Loyola last time out. Yeah, it's a that's a tough one. I know they're gonna, uh, you know. Probably not be thrilled about about that one. Had to lead pretty much the entire game, but went and got a win at, at Sacred Heart. Uh, beat NJCU here at home. Um, lost at St. John's, who's really really good. Um, bunch of fifth year seniors. Yeah, they, it's, uh, Coach Boggs said that was probably the best. Yeah, the best St. John's team she's seen. She spent many years in the Big East. So two and two. Uh, another road game coming up against Navy. Um, they get home on Thanksgiving weekend. They have NJIT on that Sunday, the 27th. I believe that's a 3 o'clock tip. Um, but an exciting group for for Coach Bogus. I know Bree Tinsley and uh, Lovin Marscano, uh, Marsicano are here. Bree Tinsley um, is 50 years. Bree Tinsley has been, been killing it. Lighting um, it up. 25 points, I believe, at, at Sacred Heart. Shoo. Um, Lucy Thomas, a 50-year uh, hawk, has been here since – Day one, played for multiple different coaches. Um, it's been probably a pretty crazy run for Lucy, but has put up some really big numbers this year. I think we're going to have to have her on the podcast soon. Yeah, and she's local. She's local. Played at St. Rose. I, you know, I think these girls who have had three different coaches and three different staffs, you know, there's a there's a big credit to them for sticking it out. Well, Lucy and, might and be the only here. one, I think, that, that went through that. Yeah, I guess, because Jen Loro transferred, transferred in. in yeah. So, yeah, so 100%. Like, I think that team is fun to watch. I was really kind of – I mean, they played NJCU, which is like a D3 team. I wasn't too pumped about that. But um, people don't really know the behind-the-scenes. They had a Division One team that dropped out late on them. And um, by that point, schedules are done, and it's so hard to find somebody. And they were able – they're just trying to get a game in. But the crowd uh, – I was here. You were down in Virginia. I drove down the next day. But the crowd was pretty good for that game. And and that was kind of exciting to to have some people come out and support you know the team, so you know Thanksgiving Sunday, I don't even know if that's a thing, but I'm calling it a thing. You, you should get down here three o'clock watch the Hawks. Thanksgiving weekend is one whole weekend. That's a whole weekend. Thursday on or Wednesday on? I would say like Wednesday afternoon on. We have Wednesday off apparently, and this year we some might. people may. Well, I'm saying we don't like we don't have to be here. There's no game. Right. There's no game. Sometimes we have had games on that day. The, the two, 
and this is not me taking a shot at our schedules, uh, schedulers, because it's really hard to get it's basketball hard. games. So hard. Uh, the two worst dates to play a basketball game, in my opinion. Uh, I guess probably there's a few more, but <laughs> the night before Thanksgiving is tough. Mm. December 23rd is tough, mm. especially when you play that at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're out of the MAC now, um, so I'm less worried about playing on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, although I would, I believe our women do this year. Yeah, um, at home. Yeah, and and New Year's Day, which our women play on the road as well that day. Yeah, I mean, I think some of those days are really the football centric. Of like New Year's Day to me, for years and years and years, day. is for football. Like, you wake up and you watch college football. Now, they screwed up the schedule a bit. They have. It used to just be games from start to finish. Now, there still are games, but it's not like the New Year's Day bowls. Right, the New Year's Six is no longer on New That's Year's. not even a thing. Yeah, they've moved stuff around. You're playing these games. Some of them are semifinals, some of them are. But the fact remains that there are good football games on that day, and that's what that day means to me. The day before Thanksgiving is brutal. Uh, December twenty third for me as a Christmas brutal. guy, that's that's a bad one because you're just ready to get in the spirit and and that's not to say that you know winning a basketball game on the twenty third is not a great thing, um, right? But you're thinking about so many other things. You're just right. The next day's Christmas Eve. Yeah, like it's tough, but like like you said, and I echo this. It's not to kill anybody who schedules basketball games because it's hard. I, I'm doing the scheduling for football. That's literally three or four games a year I have to schedule, and that's hard. So I can't imagine having to schedule, you know, eleven yeah, and, or and twelve. I know, I know we're we're you know as Mammoth, especially on the men's side, we're we're younger this year, and 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 you know, et cetera, et cetera. And we've we've talked about that a lot, but it's still hard for us to get games. I mean, when when Justin and that group were here, people didn't want to come play us. People and, won't play you. You know, people talk about home games like. You think Coach Rice and, and Rick Callahan wouldn't want to play every game in, <laughs> right. in our building? Right. Of course they do. Yeah. But you have to go down and play high majors, and, and there's a lot that goes into to playing those games. And then you play a lot of home-and-homes, and some years the home-and-homes work out that you have a bunch of home games, and some years it work out that they don't. I mean, yeah. to me, it's pretty cool. We got we got Charlotte coming in this year. Like, that's a team you don't typically get to come to your right. building. I mean, it's a conference USA school that's yeah. coming up to New Jersey to play in your building. You know, and, and they do a really nice job keeping some local rivalries. I think people are going to be excited to keep a team like Manhattan and Ryder on the schedule um, because those are like great Princeton games. Princeton every year. We play Princeton every year. And hopefully now, and, and Coach Rice talked about this in an article recently, hopefully now with Shaheen at Seton Hall, we can keep that mm-hmm. going. I don't mm-hmm. know if they'll ever come here, but at least going up there, it's a quick trip to, yeah, to give, play can them. Can they give us a three for one? Come on. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Um, and then hopefully you get Rutgers back on the schedule. I know that, that they're playing Ryder this year, so hopefully we're we're yeah, next. I mean, Pykele's kind of got that team going. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to say. They don't. I mean, we're in the standard part of the year where they play a bunch of lower level, lower ranked conference teams, and yeah, and but everybody gets excited. Doing that. Yeah, but everybody's doing that. Yeah, everybody's doing that, and that's the one. Well, we're not going to talk. I'm not talking about them anymore. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I think that, you know, our fans, and that's awesome that they want to come out into home games. I'm, I'm not killing them. Um, but I think that it's it's hard to realize that, like, you make phone calls and say, hey, we want to play you, and, and they look at the wins over Pitt and the wins over uh, Cincinnati and the, you know, 
three regular season conf- regular season championships and the how many ever NC or uh, MAC tournament finals appearances, and and they're like, why? Well, we're in the Northeast. There's so many other teams to play. Like, why am I going to come and play Monmouth when I can go and play XYZ team? I'm not going to shout anybody out. No, but, yeah, and that's 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 kind of what it is, right? It's it's a tough place to play, and I understand it from our fans' point of view. But the more you can incorporate, I think for us, like if you really want to see our team play, yeah, you have four opportunities in the non conference this year. You're also depending on where you live, within an hour to Princeton. You're within an hour to Seton Hall. Two hours uh, to you're, Lehigh. You're within an hour to Ryder. You're within a little over an hour to Manhattan. Like, it's not like, you know, I understand our fans probably don't have the ability to fly to Illinois for a Monday night game. Um, no, I didn't even have that ability. But there are local road games that we're playing. Sure. When you go up and down our schedule, I mean, yeah, Virginia, Illinois, Colgate, even Syracuse, like, those are probably unrealistic, but... Ryder, Manhattan, Princeton. I mean, you, you can get to all those, to all those, you know, Seton Hall, you know, Lehigh. You can get to all those games um, if you want to. So that's why I think the regional scheduling is so important. Uh, sure. We're not just going on the road for weeks at a time and playing, you know. I mean, I don't want to, like like you said, call out any teams right now, but I've seen some teams even from our, from our league or from the MAC going out and playing like non-high majors in California and, and Arizona, it's like, uh, okay. Yeah, what's the point of that? <laughs> you know? Now, a lot of that has to do, like, we can't get into MTEs and everything. Right, like, a lot, you know, you get into these exempted tournaments, and it's like, oh, hey, yeah, this year you're going to be playing these teams and maybe in the Caribbean. And then the, for the next two years, we own you, and you're going to be going to Moscow, Idaho. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I've been there. I have not. I tried to get it going with football. It just didn't work out. Um but, yeah, you, you go where they tell you to go, basically, when you sign that contract. So, anyway, scheduling, not easy. Uh, I know Coach Rice and Coach Callahan work really hard on that, and they put together a great schedule every year. This team is fun, and they're young, and um, there's definitely some players on there uh, that are going to make an impact with this program for years and years. We'll wrap things up with a little Monmouth football? We can wrap things up with Monmouth football, which we'll be wrapping things up tomorrow. Uh, yeah, Stony Brook. Last uh, last game of the season, obviously, um, we wish we were moving on and, and playing in the FCS playoffs, but still an opportunity for, for this team to uh, to go out on a high note and grab their fifth win at home. Um, it's going to be a little chilly, but... What a beautiful day. It's going to be gonna nice be sunny, and, not and, too windy. You, know, you look forward to, uh, you know, Jaden Sheridan probably a little too far away to get to 2,000, but still always has the ability to have a... a Big time game and, and excited. He'd have to run for 450 yards. I don't know if that's happening. I thought he was over 1,600. No, no, 1,564, I think. Yeah. Well, he's got a ridiculous season. And he's an, he's the nation's leading rusher at, for all of Division One. So he's worth the low price of admission. You can get in the door for like 10 bucks. Uh, come out here, bundle up, watch us hopefully run, run like crazy over uh, Stony Brook, which is like kind of – could be a rivalry game for us. I mean, they were in the NAC. We dominated them for years in the NAC, and then the only two games I've ever played against them, we lost. Uh, 2006, the only loss in the regular season was to them. I think Brian Boland had his worst game ever through, like, four picks, and we just couldn't get anything going, and they beat us, like, 34-10 to 10 or something. And then we went back there. They, were in, they joined the Big South. We went back there the year later, um, and... Or maybe they were independent in 2027, 2007. We went back there and uh, we got jobbed on like two calls, including Dave Sinisi broke the, the goal line that I think either would have tied or put us ahead. 
and um, he fumbled, but he fumbled when he was already in the end zone. The referee said, nish, nish. He fumbled before, touchback. There was zero replay back in 2007. We ended up losing that game. So we own one that's like 13 years in common. Yeah, looking forward to uh, the last game of the season. Um, Jaden Sheridan, like you said, worth the price of admission. So good. Um, and, and you like to see, you know, you like to see send your seniors out with uh, with a win, whether whether you're playing in the playoffs or, or whatever you're playing for uh, this Saturday. Uh, I think guys always probably remember their last game, right? Um, seniors especially remember the last game they played. So um, you, you'd like this group of seniors, and, and there's some good seniors in this crop. Um, you know, a kid like Daquan Grimes, who's really battled for battled. a number of years. He's given everything he's and, gotten for this team. Yeah, you'd like to send Zuba. a kid like that out with a win. Zuba. Zuba said they are going, the offensive line is ready to be nasty. They told me that last night. Good. He's re- they are ready to be nasty. They take such pride in run blocking. Um, and we'll see if Enzo can get it done, unless Tony comes in for, like, a Thanksgiving miracle. <laughs> we'll see, though. We'll kick speaking the, of Thanksgiving, uh, savings. are you coming to my house or not? I don't know yet. My wife is making, she made, last time she made Thanksgiving dinner was because of the Ronies, and now she's taking it over on my side of the family, and she made, it was a freaking good bird. I, I still haven't actually talked to my, my mother, figure out what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if she's going to Michigan. If she is, then I'll probably come over. If she's not. I probably won't. All right. Well, <laughs> the door's open. You know where we're at. Uh, it's tough. I got this family all over the country here. You do. You do <laughs> and we got this Friday 2 o'clock tip against Cornell. So, yeah. So I'm in town. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's a lot of important stuff. So he, here's what we're going to need you to watch. We're going to need you to come out to football tomorrow. <clears throat> MamaTalks.com slash tickets. We're going to need you to um, follow the Hawks up at Colgate. Obviously, uh Women at Navy, and then um, and then after Turkey Day, you got basketball on Friday and Sunday. Come come and watch the men play Cornell, a good Ivy team, and then uh, the women are at home on Sunday against somebody I forget. NJIT. NJIT. I knew it was a local team, and, and it's hard to keep all these. Yeah, the men are at together. Lehigh that night with the ever popular Sunday seven p.m. Team. Yeah, what? <laughs> what is that all about? Because I think I'm going to that game, and I'm like, what in the world is this game at 7 o'clock for? Uh, Lehigh has a women's tournament, so there's two oh, okay. games ahead of ours. All right, all right. So I can understand that then. There's a reason to play a game. Or maybe we could have pushed that game till Monday. Could have. Thanks a lot, Mountain Hawks. Well, you know what? We went up there, and we served them a, a straight beating in football. So I hope we come back there and, and serve up another one in hoops. Um, thanks for listening. Like, subscribe. Do all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, We will have another episode on the back end of of Thanksgiving. And um, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to, I have a great guest that we're trying to get on, but their schedule is really hard. So stay tuned. This has been a production of the Monmouth Digital Network. Hawk Talk is available on all major podcast distribution sites, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Pandora, and more. All rights reserved.
Hawk Talk is brought to you in part by the Monmouth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org slash Let's be healthy together.